Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's been almost 3,000 years, and Greek mythology has proved that it is not going anywhere. But it can be difficult to find entertaining and engaging retellings of these myths that aren't fictionalized. Lucky for you, I'm here. Let's Talk About Myths Baby is the Greek mythology and ancient history podcast of your dreams. I dive into the convoluted and confusing ancient sources so you don't have to. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Sometimes we talk about the Constitution of the United States, the document that lays out the law of the land for Americans, as if it were forged by gods on Mount Olympus and drifted down from the heavens, fully formed into George Washington's own hands, a flawless and sublime document. The truth about the making of the Constitution is that it was a total mess, like a real housewives-level mess. It took an unbelievable amount of heavy lifting to get it into working order, and even after it became the supreme law of the land in 1789, it's been amended 27 times, with one amendment, the 21st, repealing a previous amendment, the 18th. And we're still in discussion about whether this 18th century document can meet the needs of 21st century people. But as flawed as it may be, the Constitution is pretty impressive, considering its creation was required to fix the major weaknesses of its predecessor, the Articles of Confederation. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Stephen Phillips, a professor of political science at Clemson University. He said, 
The United States' first constitution, the Articles of Confederation, was fatally flawed from the moment it was adopted. It created a national government with very little power that was essentially impossible to change and that consisted of only a legislature and no independent executive or judiciary branches. The government set up under the Articles of Confederation was so bad that it only lasted a decade, and it wasn't so much a government as a firm league of friendship between the 13 original states, which could all vote on issues that affected the collective, but decisions were only made when at least nine of the states voted the same way. And the national government couldn't collect taxes, which meant it couldn't pay off its war debt, leaving that to the states. It was a dicey time in American history. Phillips explained, economic and security crises mounted throughout the 1780s, showing the national government was simply unable to act to protect the national interest. Political leaders recognized that the country needed a stronger national government, which meant a revised constitution. Amid the background of political crisis, the Confederation Congress authorized a convention of delegates from the states to debate amendments to the Articles of Confederation to create a stronger national government with greater power— the important question for the delegates is what this government would look like and what powers it would have. Enter the Constitutional Convention of 1787, wherein the states sent a total of 55 delegates to meet in Philadelphia to address the problems with the Articles, but ended up completely overhauling the U.S. government instead. It started with James Madison, a member of the Virginia House of Delegates, who introduced the Virginia Plan, which proposed a national government with three branches, a legislature, executive, and judiciary, that was also much more powerful. A Congress would have the power to levy taxes and provide for a national system of defense. Phillips said, A key part of the Virginia Plan was a legislature with two different chambers, a lower house and upper house, where the number of representatives each state had would be determined by its population or wealth. Uh, the larger the population, the greater the representation it would have. However, states with smaller populations were not keen on the idea of a legislature where representation in both houses would be based on population, as it would threaten their independence and power. So, in response to the Virginia Plan, the small states proposed the New Jersey Plan. This plan, written primarily by William Patterson, voted to keep the single-house legislature with equal state representation from the Articles of Confederation, while adding a national executive and a judiciary, and expanding the power of the national government. A Congress would have power to levy taxes and regulate interstate commerce. In this way, the Constitutional Convention of 1787 turned into a grudge match between the large states and the small states. After a few days of debate, the New Jersey plan was rejected. Even a few people who helped Patterson write the plan voted against it. But the small states were so unhappy with the failure of the New Jersey plan and the legislature offered by the Virginia plan that there was a real possibility they would leave the Constitutional Convention. At this point, it became clear that a compromise on representation was needed between the large and small states. After much debate, delegates agreed to the Connecticut Compromise, introduced by Connecticut's Roger Sherman and Oliver Ellsworth. Phillips said the Connecticut Compromise proposed a national legislature wherein the lower house representation would be based on population and the upper house states would have an equal vote. The Connecticut Compromise struck a middle ground that was able to win support from both large and small states. However, the Virginia Plan remained influential at the Constitutional Convention and beyond and is still considered the blueprint for the Constitution. But James Madison didn't write the Constitution alone. 
the main parts of his Virginia plan were adopted. A much stronger national government with the power to tax and provide for the national defense, and a legislature with two houses, plus a national executive and judiciary that share power. After the Connecticut Compromise, there was much debate at the convention surrounding what these individual parts would look like. There was a lot to hammer out around how we would elect the president, the independence of the judiciary, and states' rights and representation in the legislature— And a lot of lesser-known delegates won on some critical issues. Phillips said, There's a reason why equal state representation in the Senate, an idea Madison fought for tooth and nail, became not only the convention's greatest compromise, but now the only permanent, unamendable part of the Constitution. The Constitution was written through collaboration and compromise. No delegate achieved everything they wanted, but that did not stop them from working hard to create a more perfect union. Today's episode is based on the article, The Virginia Plan versus the New Jersey Plan, a constitutional grudge match on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jessalyn Shields. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang and Ramsey Young. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.